to a bonus episode of the Craft Parenting Podcast, a podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. My name is Joe Ludwig, and with me is my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline. How's it going, Caroline? Pretty good. I was sent out into the field, and now I have returned, and I have brought beers to share for my expedition. The Tennessee field. Yeah, like literally drove through lots and lots of fields, saw so many cows. Furry cows. Yes, some fuzzy cows and some not fuzzy cows and some horses and just the middle of nowhere, Tennessee and Kentucky. So you went to the western side of Tennessee. Yes, I went to a little town called Cookville, Tennessee. It is home to about three, thir- home to about thirty thousand people. So for the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, it's a pretty big town. Went there for work, and talking to the guys at the plant that we were visiting, they said that Cookville is a town of about thirty thousand people, but on the weekends there's about a hundred thousand people there, because it's, it's the largest city around for like nine counties. So anytime somebody has a big event happen, they're like, "Oh, we'll go down to Cookville to celebrate." So every place is packed on the weekends, but during the week, it wasn't too bad. Okay. So we have three beers here from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And what are we drinking? So we are currently drinking the Walk-In Stick Lager from Red Silo Brewing Company. All of these beers are going to be from Red Silo Brewing Company because that's the only brewery that I had time to visit. I thought you visited more than one. No, we went to three or four different, we went to three different restaurants. This is the only brewery that we visited. I did have some beers while we were out and about from a brewery called Calf Killer, mm. which is also located in Tennessee, but I'm not sure where exactly that is. I will look that up in a minute. So we were drinking the Walk-In Stick Lager. It is 4.5% ABV, and their description is, Walk-In Stick is everything you want in an American craft lager. It's light and crisp with a flavorful finish that doesn't linger, making this lager incredibly drinkable. Walking stick pairs well with good friends and good times. Cheers. It's Karen's favorite. I'm sure like Karen is like one of the owner's wives or something like that. <laughs> not not internet Karen. I mean internet Karen might like this, but I'm sure internet Karen probably prefers some kind of clear alcohol, clear liquor over beer. She's from Tennessee probably. I was really bummed that we didn't get to like go find some moonshine and like literally like go find some moonshine. Because you can just find it in Tennessee. It's in everyone's backyard. Everyone's doing it. I mean, you got to be careful because you never know who you'll wander into. They didn't give us a scoop on that, but this is a nice like straw colored lager. Yeah, it's golden in color. Uh, it, all these came from a uh, glass bottle. Yes, they only bottle, as far as I could tell. Um, you brought back quite a few, but mm-hmm. um, they all seem to be different sizes or different shapes. Maybe the same size, technically. I mean, one of the bottles is definitely definitely a different shape than the rest of them, and I don't know if that's because of just the beer, just the beer that it is. And then the other one is tall and skinny. Yeah. 
but these all three seem to be about the same. Are these, do you think they're 16 ounce? Does it say? Uh, I think, I mean, I feel like they might be 16 ounce. Really nice bottles. Like. They are. And what, I, so they do not say what kind of volume these are. What I do really like about their bottles, and I think more breweries could utilize this if they really wanted to, is they have just a generic Red Silo Brewing Company label on them, but then they have a smaller label that is specific to that beer. So there's like a slightly larger than a poster postage stamp. Oh my goodness. Words, hard, mouth, move. There's a sticker that's slightly larger than a postage stamp that says this is what the beer is with the little image and then what the ABV is. So the large label has everything else on it. And then you could technically like label all of these bottles before they hit your bottling line and then just worry about putting a little label on it on your bottling line or after the fact. Uh, but um, I'm not sure if you said this. ABV isn't that high. It's only 4.5%. Yeah. So comparable to any, you know, lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of flavor. Um, I like it. My, you, it's really good. Yeah, and this was the only beer that I brought home that I didn't have in the tap room. So I knew it was going to be kind of a toss-up getting it because I was like, I didn't taste it beforehand. But I only had time to get a flight. I didn't have time to get anything more than that to try to like... Now, granted, if I would have had more than a flight, I probably would have brought home a lot more beer. How many beers did they have on top? About they their website says that they have thirty different things on draft. Oh wow! And they're all things that they make in house. Were they a pretty big brewery? Like, could you see the tanks? Yeah, I mean, they're a pretty decent size. Um, they've got. How would you compare the tap room to like the size? So. I'd say the brew house is probably about the same size as like Narrow Path. Like it wasn't a super huge brew house. But there might have been another brew house down a hallway that I didn't that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. And like the tap room was actually pretty big. Like they essentially had two different tap rooms. Because it looked like they had expanded at some point. Okay. Um, or just the way that the building was, they had two different spaces because they had like the bar space where they had a nice big L-shaped bar with all the mug club mugs behind it. And their mug club mugs were really cool um, because they weren't like your ceramic mug or like a glass mug. They were... I like my ceramic West Side mug though. I know. They were metal tumblers that didn't have lids, but like they had numbers on them and they said Red Silo Brewing. And when we were there, it was a Wednesday night. Oh, it's probably because they look like a silo. Possibly. So we were there on a Wednesday night. We didn't get there until like 8 or 8.30 or something like that. Because we went after we went to dinner somewhere else. And the place was hopping because they had jazz musicians there. So you yeah. said it was open jazz night. Like if you could bring your own instrument and an impromptu. Potentially. It, everybody there knew each other. Like we felt very out of place because we're like, we're one of like four people that don't have a member mug and then everybody's chatting with everybody else and like hugging them and somebody gets up to leave and they have to hug like 10 different people before they can walk out the door the bartender seems to know them by name which goes along with the fact that they have mug membership um but yeah i mean it was cool seeing the jazz guys play Uh, going back to the beer um 
just uh, the delight loggers, especially any mm-hmm. logger, really. Um, they're they're very difficult to get right to do it right mm-hmm. because um, there's not a whole lot going on uh, with the lighter beers. This is a lighter lager, I would say, versus like a you know a heavier you know five percent German lager. Even those, I mean, if if something goes wrong, you can't. There's nothing to hide behind. There's not a bunch of hops that you can hide behind. Mm-hmm you know, take that away. Um, so you have to be really uh, aware of what's in your water and the ingredients that you use and the ratios and stuff like that. And um, this is done really well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I'm very glad that I got it. But back to the tap room because I didn't finish. So they had like a giant L-shaped bar with 30 tap handles on one side of the L between like having tap handles like right against where you're sitting at the bar and then ones against the wall. They had 30 tap handles and the, the, um, the flight menu. I liked the way they did their flight menu too, because it was a laminated sheet that had their draft beers on it. And they crossed out the ones that weren't currently available, but let me count real quick. Yeah. They had 29 beers that I could choose from. Apparently, I couldn't choose Walkin' Stick or Redhead because those two are both crossed out. Redhead is their hot pepper beer. I almost bought one of those. I was really interested in that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But they like some of the stuff is like they have fruit sour currently on tap, hard seltzer currently on tap. So like you just like you would have to ask them what the flavor is, but it's on here. So like you, it had the whole list of what was on the menu, and then you selected the four beers that you wanted, and then they numbered them. This is one. This is two. This is three. This is four. So you, and then when they label the tap, instead of, cause like some, bo- some places will do like, well, here's our 30 beers on draft and we're, we've never numbered them one through 30. And so your tap, your flight is going to say like 15, 18, 23 and 29 and good luck remembering what that compares to on the board after you've walked away. And now it's really hard to read what our flight, bo- what our menu is. This is nice because I got to keep the paper with me and know exactly what it was that I was drinking. I like how what Westside does. You, they they make you write it down. Yeah, and that Westside does it good too. It's like a business card, mm-hmm. basically. A, yeah, a bit bigger than a business card, but maybe like a index card. Yeah. Size. So, they, so they had two separate spaces essentially. They had the tap room that had the big L shaped bar. And then you would walk down a step through an archway and they had what was maybe their original tap room or just an expansion space. I'm not quite sure Um, because it was down a a big step. You could see at least part of their brew deck. They had at least six or eight fermenters back there. Let me see if I can. They had at least six. Yeah, they had six fermenters back there. Are these fermenters like the size of the Brink fermenters? No, they're a bit larger. If Brink's like 10 barrel, these are like 15 to 20 barrel, I think. Okay. Somewhere in that range. So a good sized. Yeah, I mean, decent sized fermenters. They weren't itty bitty. And then they had a second bar in that space. So I don't know if like on the weekends they have both bars open because so many people come into Cookville, they probably do need that. Were they the when only we were there, they only had one open. 
So there are a few tap rooms in town as well. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to explore as much as I wanted to. So that's the way these things go. Yeah, there's Hicks Farm Brewery, which looks like they're probably like the second brewery in Cookville. Um, They don't have an easy website to get to. Um, But Red Silo is the big one that pops up. So how close... How close to the border were you as far as... Not um, very. Tennis, what is What border is Tennessee? Mississippi? Um, oh. Alabama. Like down south? Yeah. Actually pretty close to Alabama. Like it would take less time to get to Alabama than it took to get to Kentucky. So you were... I think. You were pretty good down, down there. <laughs> Yeah, we were pretty far down, and it what <clears throat> what we did was we got to like half an hour south of Lexington, and then it was just straight state routes. West, south, southwest, just south. Okay. Um, I showed your mom on Google Maps. I should probably show you too. But all of the fun places that we would go to Gatlinburg, uh, Memphis, Nashville. Yeah. Those are all very far away. Those are all Eastern Tennessee. Was it mountain mountainous? I don't really. Not so much so. And actually, no, we are definitely closer to Kentucky than Tennessee. Let me show you this. So Cookville is the red dot. There's Nashville. There's Knoxville. Oh, you're between Nashville and Yeah, and then, so like Chattanooga is way here. And Chattanooga is like right on the border with Georgia. Georgia. Um, and where's... Okay. I thought you were like super west. No, we're like in the middle. Okay. So you're like... Um, it's like the middle middle. <laughs> you're, you're central Tennessee, not western Tennessee. Yeah. You're the one who kept saying western... Well, you said Western in a different conversation. Uh, so, yeah, we got to Lexington and just kept going down south. Okay, so you were in Central Tennessee, but you were on Central Time. Yes, we were on Central Time, which was a little bit annoying. Didn't matter because you just you woke up at your normal time and you went to work. Yeah. And then you quit <laughs> at, at uh, 7 or 6. Seven. Seven, their time. Seven to seven. Yeah. I really wish I had more time to explore, but... Yeah, that's crazy. That schedule's insane. A little bit. Um, let's dive in. Let's open another beer. Okay. Oh, they also have a clock that I really liked. Where every number on the clock was five. Because it's five o'clock somewhere. That tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one. Ooh. That 
It smells really good. It was a really yummy beer. Has flavors of like root beer ish. Sure. I don't know why. So, what Joe is currently pouring is a Red Oak Roasters Coffee Cream Ale, also from Red Silo Brewing Company. I did not write down the ABV for this one. What's the can say? Okay, it is 5% ABV. And I'm sorry, I autopiloted. Yes, I realize it's a bottle. You knew what I meant. Well, I'm just for the listeners. Okay, yes, we got to get it right for the listeners. Their description is, it takes two to brew. When Red Oak Roasters Coffee and Red Silo Cream Ale meet, magical things happen. And there were also a few different local coffee shops that I wanted to go to. But I didn't have time. When you're going to work at 7. Yeah, sometimes they're not even open because they open at 7. Like Red Oak Coffee opens at 7. Because, yeah, I looked at them. And um, they are located in Allgood, Tennessee. Because we drove through Allgood to get to Cookville. Because it's Allgood, Tennessee. This one's an interesting one. Yeah. It's like I get some sweet. It just it reminds me of like a root beer. Like this, the, not the flavor of mm-hmm. it. Like the creaminess. And... Yeah, I was super excited about this one on my flight board. Okay. So you said... This is a coffee beer. Yes. But it's a cream ale. So think Little Kings plus coffee. Which is awesome and needs to be done more often. I can definitely taste the coffee and the Mm -hmm. cream. Oh, man. Yeah. Because the cream um, acts like it tastes like it's, you know, the milk in a coffee. Mm -hmm. It's like creamy. Um, which I never, it, Little King's is a cream ale, but I don't consider it creamy, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, we also chug those usually, so <laughs> <laughs> you finish it in like three gulps. But this, man, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I want more of this in my life. I wonder if they distribute. I don't think that they really do. I'm sure if I talked to one of the guys, I could convince him to send me some. Mm-hmm. I would have to send him something in return. It's not like we have 60 breweries to choose from that are amazing or anything like that. 60 plot. I mean, we have a beer fridge, too. Yeah, I mean, the hardest thing, like, really the hardest thing when you've got, like, somebody who has limited time in Cincinnati and they want to try the beer is like saying, crap, where do I send you? Because <laughs> there are so many good places. Because the closest one, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't have time. Yeah, it's like go to the closest one or go to this bottle shop and get these three breweries. Get what you can. Speaking of bottle shops, um, this is a tangent. I was on the Facebook scrolling and I noticed that Madtree has a Bach beer. 
not only do they have a Bach beer, but they canned it. They have it in cans. Oh, I think they said they were going to do that this year. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever had Matry's Bach beer. I mean, we probably have. It's just a matter of whether or not we remembered. I don't think they, they've done a Bach beer, <laughs> let alone distribute. Like, they're actually, like, they're supposedly distributing it. Okay, well, let's let's focus on this brewery, and then we'll look at that brewery. Yeah, so um, it's a it's a cream ale with coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in your face coffee. It's just no, it's really not. It's very subtle, and then the it's very like creamy, like cream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's subtle coffee. You can tell that I'm the writer. Yes. Uh with some Yeah, it's it's just really good. Mhm. So, and uh, also I wanted to have a disclaimer. I've been up since 5:30. Yeah. 5. <laughs> I think he woke up at 5. We ignored him for a little bit. That's also possible. It's also possible that he did wake up at five and I saw that my alarm was still set to go off at 530 and I was like, I'm going to change that to six. And we have a two-year-old. Almost. He's so close to two, though. He basically is. And he likes to climb. And Santa, almost Santa and Opa Santa, got him a, what is this, a pickler triangle? Yep, a pickler triangle. And all this kid does now is climb on that thing since we've got it in the house. So I guess that's the positive. He has a positive outlet to climb. Mm-hmm. The negative side is he climbs out of his crib. But we, we have a twin bed that we can put in his room. And my baby won't be a baby anymore. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> He's not I'm gonna just be- going to sleep in his bed with him. It'll be fine. I did that with Lily for like a week. Oh. We'll see if he listens as well as she did. <laughs> I think he's a little bit ahead of her. Yeah. On that front. So back to Red Silo Brewing from their About Us page on their website. We are happy to be known as Cookville's and Putnam County's first microbrewery located in the historical west side of Cookville. We officially opened our doors in 2016 West side, west side. <laughs> that was a little delayed. I'm sorry, you were reading too fast. We officially opened our doors in 2016 with four owners backing up the operation. We strive to create unique beers that stand alongside the staples. Our community is important to us, and we strive to create a family-friendly environment with our house-made sodas on tap. We also boast an internship program with Tennessee Tech University. Before opening the brewery, we operated as home brewers for quite some time, and we knew that there was something more for our brand. We proudly serve beer made from family recipes and love to support and bring together the community that has been so graciously made Red Silo. Wait, that has so graciously made Red Silo the local favorite that it is today. And um, they're the winners of the 2018 and 2019 Nashville Predators Craft Beer Festival. So they can you can now enjoy their beer while cheering on the Nashville Predators at Bridgestone Arena. I don't know what type of sports ball Nashville is it hockey 
I want to say it's an ice hockey team. Yeah, I was going to say I want to say it's hockey, but I'm not entirely sure. Usually arena means hockey. Is it NHL or whatever the Cyclones are in? <laughs> NHL. So they are in the NHL, not the like minor league hockey. Um. So they sponsor them? Is that what you're saying? Or? You can find their beer there. So you can get their beer in Nashville. In Nashville, where the hockey team is? Yes. Okay. I want to go to Nashville. I feel like it's going to be a lot of bachelorette parties. I mean, we can go laugh at the bachelorette parties. Dude, I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of this beer. I would like more of this beer, please. Yeah, it's a um, definitely different. I've never had anything like this, I don't think. Um, I know something like this probably exists. They have, what was it, 50 West has? Maybe it was 50 West. They have the coffee, a blonde coffee. Uh, several people have like a blonde coffee stout is like a thing that some people will do I don't know if it's a stout it's a blonde coffee something um and that that's kind of what this reminds me of but it's a cream ale and it just it just it meshes very well the flavors mesh very well Mm mm-hmm so there is another brewery located in Cookville, and it's called Hicks Farm Brewery, but I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it because their brewer lives in Colorado and comes in once a month to brew beer and fix things. So... Did they say that? Yeah. I'm sure they have an assistant brewer. I'm sure they do, but he... So they like their CEO currently flies to Tennessee once a month to make beer and fix things, of course. I mean, aren't the owners of Brink... Don't they live in Colorado? One of them does. Everybody else lives in town. Yeah, Kelly lives in town, but And it's like all his siblings. Oh, is like it? they're friends and family. Oh, is it is it his siblings? There was the They made a big deal about was it a Cincy Brewcast? They made a very big deal about the Scrabble board at the beginning. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone use it. <laughs> I've seen like a few people use it in the beginning. Yeah. I haven't seen much use of it since. But the owner's wife, or she might be an owner too, co-owner. Yeah, she's she, like a uh, interior in, designer. Interior designer. And they were talking about the space next door mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Which now they own, but they can't get to because of their electrical panel. I thought the gnome said they were... Yeah, they're going to turn it into a space, but because the way their tap room is laid out, it's they either like have, have to, to put a hall, you have to go outside to go inside, the, no, or I they think, have to put a hole through their um, brew house. Yeah, the bar. They would have to move the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think they're just going to keep it as like a canning. They're going to put a canning line back there. Yeah. And that they're going to try to do it in-house versus not in-house. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, by all means, they must not brew that much if he is just flying in once a month. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That's kind of weird if you're a brewer and you have to fly in. Yeah, the Meet the Team calls out two people and it's husband and wife and they live in Colorado. But the brewery's in Tennessee. Whatever floats their boat. Are you sure it's Tennessee-based, though? Is it Colorado-based? I mean, their website only mentions Cookville. Okay. I don't know. So. I was just imagining, like, they have an operation in. I mean, it's a nano brewery as opposed to a microbrewery. So, like, nano is, like, super small versus micro is just kind of small. Okay. So, maybe it doesn't need to come in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I really wish that I had more time to explore. Like, I feel like we could go down there, like, for a few days during the week. Based on what the guys are saying, I don't think I'd want to go there on the weekend. Why's that? Because everybody else is there. You can't do anything. They're like, oh, yeah, good luck getting into these places on the weekend. Because everybody's trying to get into them. Yeah. But we went to this place called Crawdaddy's Two Nights. They had some really good Cajun food. Some good crawfish etouffee. And what did I get the second night? I got some hot Louisiana shrimp. Well, they have an, a, a hibachi grill. Yeah, we went. To, they have like three hibachi grills. Three or four. Was it a main, a main brand? Like, no, it's all it's all local. It's like we, we stayed away from everything that was like main drag. So we're like, where should we go for dinner tonight? And they're like, well, there's chain A or there's chain B. And I'm like, those are places that we can get at home. What's local? What's good? A local hibachi. So did they make it in front of you? or? Um, we could have done that, but apparently one of my coworkers was scarred from a recent hibachi experience and didn't want to sit at the hibachi grill. So we sat at the tables. Um, Lame. So uh, apparently him and a bunch of his friends went out to a hibachi grill and sat at the table for somebody's birthday and the people at the grill next to them were do like they were in the middle of doing the big show and like the guy kept feeding shrimp to like one to one guy who seemed like he was a buff bodybuilder and so the guy they were like telling him jump jump but apparently he thought that they said chump and like nobody got in a fight but he was like i thought that i was gonna have to run away because there was no way that i was gonna get in a fight understand uh, apparently he didn't want to sit at the grill so he decided we were all going to sit at a table what does chump chump mean so chump is like uh you're easily fooled you're like a loser so they were saying jump like jump in the air make this more dramatic he heard chump and he wigged out got mad yeah wow <laughs> and they were like we gonna have to fight or something but the coworker, the care co-worker was gonna fight him well no i don't know i it, th- he was telling us a story secondhand like it was a story that had happened a few weeks ago or something okay but we <laughs> because we were there on a company outing we were a very eclectic group of people and um, at my company, if 
the highest ranking person at the meal has to be the one that pays for it. I mean, pays for it in quotes because you're going to expense it. So it doesn't matter anyway. But we had two managers there. So we were just like saying, okay, which one of you is paying for the meal tonight? Like, cause we ain't paying. <laughs> and so when the waitress came by and was like, okay, so how are we doing the checks tonight? Like are we split them. Is it all together? And we're like, it's all together. She's like, okay. And then who's paying? And we just all stare at one of the managers. <laughs> He's like, I'll pay. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I've got this. It's this much. It's okay. I've got this. And hands her his card. <laughs> like she, she gave him like 10, op- 10 different chances to say no. Like we're going to split the bill. <laughs> yeah. Why was she like that? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I mean, it. It did appear from the outside like we were mildly pressuring him. But as soon as she walked away, we were all in a fit of giggles. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was nice. I would never, I would never say, are you sure? Yeah. In a billing, if I was, a, <laughs> when I was a waiter at La Rosa's, mm-hmm. like I would never say, how are the bills being paid? Like, are you together? Are you separate? We're together. Yeah. Right. I would never say, are you sure? Like, that's weird. Mm. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. But it was it was a good hibachi place. Um, they had um, really good sushi as well. And they had a Cookville roll, which was really yummy and was deep fried. Because that's that's what you do when it's a local to Tennessee roll, I guess. Did they do tea afterwards? They did not, but we did have clear soup beforehand. Okay. That's acceptable. Mm-hmm. What about sake? They did have sake. I did not have any sake because I have not had sake before. And it was a work trip. And I did not want my first experience with sake to be with coworkers. <laughs> when one of them was my boss. That's fair. <laughs> Did you have a beer? I had Chardonnay. I didn't like any of the beers that they had because it was all bottles and it would have been like Bud Light or Budweiser. So I got a Chardonnay. Local Chardonnay or you have no idea? The menu said Chardonnay. I ordered (laughs) Chardonnay. (laughs) Japanese. Is it Japanese? I'm assuming. Yeah. They had like a bunch of different options for sake. So I could have done that. Could have gone with uh, Japanese beer. Was it ginger beer? Is that a thing? It is. My One of my coworkers got plum wine. Maybe I could have got gone that route and that would have been interesting. Plum wine? You can turn any fruit into wine. You just throw it in a barrel. Like you don't wash it. You throw it in a barrel. You wait six months and bam, you have wine. I mean, you have to have sugar. There is sugar in the fruit. I mean, Throw the like, fruit in a barrel. I don't need plums. Close lid. I, full disclosure, I don't need plums. <laughs> I don't know if there's... It doesn't seem like something that would have sugar in it. Your Oma and Opa fed me plums a lot. You probably just said no. They were obsessed with apricots. Apricosh. It's peach or apricots. Yeah, apricot. 
Apricot. I, I say it all the time in my head anytime I see apricots. And now I can't remember what it is. Which I still don't know what the difference is between a peach and an apricot. I don't know. You should open this beer and I'll tell you why we're going to retire to Cookville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, Joe Ludwig here with the one and only Caroline. Hey! Before we get to the main topic of today's episode, we wanted to pause briefly and tell you about how you can support the show. So if you enjoy listening to the podcast and reading our blog posts every week, then you now have the opportunity to support the show through Buy Me A Coffee. Here's what you need to know. It's super easy to do. You don't have to set up an account to contribute. You have options. Send us a one-time donation or sign up as a member to contribute on a monthly or yearly basis. Plus, you can unlock exclusive content. To learn more about how you can support the Craft Parenting Podcast through Buy Me A Coffee, click the link in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So, the first night we're there, we're asking people at the plant where we need to go for dinner. And everybody is talking about this blackened tuna BLT at this restaurant called 37 Cedar. And oh my goodness, this blackened tuna BLT is amazing. We have taken customers to 37 Cedar for lunch, only for them to turn around and go there for dinner that same night. Like 37 Cedar is real good. So we're like, okay, sweet. We'll knock this out right first place we go. Because they're open Monday night. And it's right across the street from Red Silo that was not open until Wednesday. Otherwise, I probably would have gone to Red Silo like two or three times. So we go to 37 Cedar. We get a table on the not bar side of the restaurant because they've got like it's like some of the restaurants in OTR where you've got like this was two businesses but now it's one business and they got an archway connecting the two and there is a DJ who is slightly older than your average DJ not like super old but definitely older than your average DJ how old's your average DJ I don't like in your 30s I don't know (laughs) 20s okay (laughs) and he's playing a lot of hits from like the 80s and there are a bunch of folks in their 60s to 80s who are there dancing waiting for their food to come eating their food and then they go back to dancing again when we got there they were there and they were dancing they ate a little bit before we ate When we left, they were still there, and they were dancing. Tuesday, we go out to Hibachi. So was it good? Oh, it was good food. I got got the BLT, the blackened tuna BLT, because I was like, well, if everybody's talking about it, that's what I got to get. Blackened tuna? I would never. So it's cooked. It is. I got mine medium rare. I would never get. (laughs) They suggest rare to medium for cooking your tuna. Wow. That good old Tennessee tuna. <laughs> there was lots of fish and seafood options for a place that is like landlocked way more than Ohio is. <laughs> what? I mean, there's the Mississippi River, right? Mm-mm. No. That's on the other side. There is not tuna in the Mississippi River or shrimp. <laughs> I didn't say tuna or shrimp. I said you said seafood. Yeah, that's river food. So 
we're talking we are currently drinking a peanut butter american porto oh my goodness i did not say that right at all (laughs) porto (laughs) we are currently drinking a peanut butter american porter it is 6.2 percent abv and their description is an american porter brewed with a lot of peanuts every peanut butter lover needs to try this robust porter and while it's not nutcase this is a pretty good peanut butter porter yeah, I have something to say about that, actually. Um, I I don't know that I've seen... Um, maybe there have been one-offs, but I don't know that I've... And I, I live in a bubble, <laughs> West Side <laughs> bubble. I don't know that I've seen a hardcore peanut butter porter, like, mm-hmm. nut, like a nutcase. I mean, it's hard to compete with nutcase. Uh, yeah, Nutcase is, is the Listerman version. To steal a uh, Cincy Brews Traveler term, for some people, Nutcase is a Brunicorn beer, where if that beer is available, it's what they're ordering because it's their favorite beer ever. Yeah. Um, I remember drinking that way back when, like when craft beer wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a thing, but it was a very like a hidden community, like a speakeasy. Like it wasn't mainstream. When Listerman literally looked like a speakeasy yeah. because the bar was sketchy as hell. Yeah. And uh nutcase, that was their beer. Like that was the beer to get mm-hmm. because it was weird. It was strange. Like why would he put peanut butter in a beer? Well, it's not. Yeah, it's. And he does it so good. Um, But I guess like criticism, if you can't criticize nutcase, is that um, it does, it has, I haven't, I haven't had it in a while, so maybe they've changed it, but it kind of has the, it's kind of salty at the end. Does but that that's the way peanuts are. No, that is the way the peanuts are. But this is, actually this kind of does have that aftertaste, the saltiness. It's a really good peanut butter beer. I was nervous putting this one on my flight board because I didn't know if it would be able to hold up against Nutcase. And while I'd like to drink these side by side to compare, we don't have any Nutcase in the basement fridge as far as I can remember. No, we don't. I also don't want to be like, let me compare these two beers together so I can tear them apart. Because I'm not about that right now. Give me a week, and then we'll do that. But I got to get another bottle of this. Okay, so back to why we're going to retire to Cookville, Tennessee. Yes, to detail. So Tuesday we go to Hibachi. There's a bunch of people there, but not like anybody super old. Quote, unquote. On Wednesday, we go to a restaurant called Crawdaddy's, which has a bunch of Cajun food, and it is delicious. I start driving back to the hotel with one of my coworkers and one of the guys from the other car calls me and says, Hey, we decided last minute we're going to go to Red Silo Brewing. Join us if you want. And I said, sweet. Okay. I will meet you guys there. So you went there twice. We only went there once. Oh. So I, 
So I look at my coworker that I'm in the car with and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to this brewery, but we're halfway to the hotel. Do you want me to drop you off at the hotel or go to the brewery? And she said, drop me off at the hotel. So I dropped off my coworker at the hotel and drove back to the brewery. <laughs> um, and we went to Red Silo Brewing. So I walk in. Very impressive list of beers on draft. Um, so I'm like looking at my flight list, trying to figure out what beers I want to pick. Um, the coffee porter, the peanut butter beer, those were two big easy picks. Cucumber Saison sounded interesting. So I got that. Let me look at my picture so I can remember what my last beer was. And I also got um, their Engine 509 Nitro Stout. It was pretty good. It wasn't like... You can't bottle that. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't be the same if we bottled it. You can bottle it, not nitroed. Mm-hmm. So I order these beers, get uh, my little flight board... Walk over to my coworkers who are all, who are all drinking pint glasses, and I'm like, "Explore your options, people." <laughs> but you do you, and they're like, "Whoa, you got a flight board?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I get like three if I had the option to, but you got two. I got one, one flight board, one, one, a four. Yes, a four. So technically, now I have had five of Red Silos beers. Okay, and we can barely talk to each other." Because there's a jazz band playing and like all of the patrons at Red Silo, we definitely brought down the average age. Now, I was the oldest of the co-workers that were at the brewery, um, but not by much. I'd say the average age before we got there was probably like in the 50s. <laughs> we brought it down to like the 40s because <laughs> we're listening to them. It's, they sound real good. And then towards the end of the night, they're like, hey, I keep saying Dave. So for the sake of the story, the dude's name is definitely Dave because I don't remember what it was. Sure. Hey, Dave, come up here. Grab your guitar. I know you're here. Dave, get up here. And Dave does not tra- does not appear. Dave, I got a cord and a pedal for you. Just get your butt up here with your guitar. And up comes Dave, <laughs> this guy who looks like he is either on the worst side of the 70s or he's in his 80s. Because some people look not as great in their 70s as others. He's either in his 70s or his 80s. All right. And he is just jamming away on his guitar. So these are people that have been playing the guitar longer than I have been alive, most likely. And so we're like, I'm chit-chatting with my coworkers about the brewery. I'm like doing my whole Google search thing. And I'm like, oh, this place has been open since 2016. Um, according to Facebook though, they were supposed to close 30 minutes ago because <laughs> they're supposed to close at nine. And they were, I don't think last call was until like 10. That's when the band ended. So we hung out until the band stopped and then I picked up some to go beers and went back to the hotel so I could get some rest. Were you the only one that did that? I think I was the only one that got to go beers. Yes. Cause when I told my coworkers that I got to go beers, they're like, you got a beer and you drove with it? I was like, no, packaged beers that I can take home. <laughs> oh, they had those? Yeah, there was a cooler next to the bar. So these are singles. These are single cans, yes. Do they have like six packs or do they have a special pricing for six? No. 
So you had to buy the bottles individually? Yeah. And they had like their, they had two different sizes of bottles and they had their pricing for the smaller bottles and their pricing for the bigger bottles. Were these? These are the smaller bottles. So they have bombers? I think so. Like 23 ounce? I didn't spend as much time in the beer cooler as I wanted to, but I was like, I was looking for the things that I had got on my flight board because they were all very good and things that I thought that you wouldn't enjoy. So like I did buy a cucumber saison, which we are not drinking on this episode because I don't think that Joe would enjoy it as much. Caroline wants it for herself. I mean, it's going to be really good on that porch come springtime. We've got a nice, decent, warm day. It's been kind of warm lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wind, you know, shatters wind. shatters that illusion, though. A little bit. <laughs> when this is like this is the time of year where you look out the window and you're like, "Oh, it could be nice outside today. The sun's out. I don't see any snow on the ground." And then you step outside and it's 25 degrees outside, and you're like, "Nope, I'm gonna go back inside." And then the wind chill hits and it's 20 degrees outside, and you're like. I can't get in any faster than this. <laughs> Run into the house. So yeah, and then when so bunch of older folk partying it up in Cookville, Monday, Wednesday, and like Thursday night, there were a ton of people still at the restaurant when we left at like nine. This is the black and tuna restaurant. No, this is the Cajun restaurant. The Cajun restaurant. Yeah, we went to Crawdaddy's twice. So was there a band at Crawdaddy's? There was not. But they have they have two stories. The second floor is where the bar is. The first floor is where the kitchen is. Okay. They don't have any mirrors on those stairs. So it was kind of nerve-wracking watching mm. the servers go up the stairs with a full tray and like have no visibility on whether or not anybody's like running down the stairs at the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but they have a really awesome outdoor patio. Okay. And deck, which I was like, ah, oh, if we were here in the summer, this would be amazing because we'd sit outside. Was it cold in Tennessee? Not as cold as it was here, but yes. Like if it was 25 here, it was like 32 there. It's like I still had to scrape the rental car off twice. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if what winter's like in Tennessee. They don't get as much snow. I know there's there's mountains like, you know, Tennessee and... Or Gatlinburg and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, I'm sure it gets cold up there. Yeah. Well, and they, so like they called off school on Wednesday for whether they were supposed to get. And like, it wasn't bad. I was like, I drove in no problem. And that was the ice storm. Yeah. And I mean, like I had to scrape off my car, but that was it. Yeah. The ice storm hit Texas. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I saw that with all the down trees and stuff. It shut down. What was that, Austin? I don't know. It I, shut down something. Yeah, I just know in 2008, we got real lucky because we got that really bad windstorm in September that knocked the power out for a week. September 14th, to be exact. Because your mom was making you your birthday cake. She was. I was working at the Roses. It was a Sunday. Yep. <laughs> That sounds right. Yep. Um, so we were, we got lucky quote, quote, because we got that giant windstorm in September. So when we got a big ice storm in December, we were pretty much fine. 
because all the trees that were going to fall down in the ice storm fell down in the windstorm. So while like the roads weren't great, we didn't lose power. Now up in Columbus, they did lose power because I think my uncle drove up north a day earlier than he was supposed to. So he could do all of the electrician stuff to make sure my aunt's house was connected to power when the power company actually did stuff. Your uncle who works in... My uncle who works in California, who worked, well, who worked in California, he's still licensed in California as an electrician. He was in town that year. So he was doing work for your, for his sister. Yes. Wasn't planned work. But he's not licensed. Oh, the power company doesn't care who does it. I'm confused. <laughs> Are you outing your uncle? Do I need to cut that out? Flag, I don't think flag, so. Flag. <laughs> hey, I'm, wear- I'm wearing his shirt right now. It's a Pepperly Electric. The, the electrical company with a funny name. No, that's not his tie- tag, is it? No, Uncle Steve's <laughs> is the tire shop with the funny name. I was going to make that joke, though, <laughs> but you said it unironically. Steve already did, but now it's Chris's shop, so. All right, let's put a bow on this. So we why, should, why are we retiring to Cookville? Because there's already a boatload of old people there that we can go hang out with. But by the time we're old, they're not going to be there. But then there'll be new old people. And like everything that you need is there. And it's the middle of nowhere, so you don't got to worry about anything, because it's literally the middle of nowhere. I'm cool with that. I drove by so many cows. Also, are you ready? Jesus is coming. (laughs) There were a lot of those signs in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. How many adult stores were right next to those billboards? Well, it was the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, so none. No adult stores. No adult stores. I think those are a little bit farther south on 75. Those are, yeah, they're all over on 75. Yeah. Well, we went to Bucky's. Bucky's was cool. And possibly a cult. But their chopped brisket was really yummy. I think I'm a member now. You're a member? Of the Bucky's cult. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign up for it? No. Like, you're not a loyalty member, are you? No. We stopped there on the way down and on the way back. They don't have our address. No. I have some beaver nuggets that we need to try. Maybe that can be a bonus episode. Go, um, 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 um. Be great audio content. (laughs) I got myself a new little wine tumbler that's Bucky's. Yeah, because we need more tumblers. It's a little wine tumbler. It's for the back porch back deck when I'm drinking wine and watching the kids run around the backyard. <laughs> the fence that we do with the deer. Oh dear. Oh dear. I saw five deer cross the street when I was letting the dogs out this afternoon. And Zoe was like, Grr, and I was like, leave the deer alone. They're fine. They were here first. <laughs> were they bucks? I don't think so. And they were like four houses down. So, Okay. They weren't like super close. And no one's charging at you. No. <laughs> Though, 
sell the ring footage and make us the money if that happens. <laughs> this is my permission to do that. Sorry, we just activated that today. Right? Was this was it activated when you took them out and you saw the deer? Yes, but like you wouldn't be able to see the deer on the camera. Okay. Oh yeah, so Bucky's was lots of fun. We got like I got some jerky and some fudge. What you don't eat jerky? I do eat jerky, just not that often. You bought like ten bags of jerky. Two, <laughs> and they're two different flavors. One of them's lemon pepper, which is like your favorite. We own like four bottles of lemon pepper seasoning. You can't tell me it's not your favorite. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a very useful spice when you're growing. Yeah. So we either need to visit Cookville when we're hella old. Visit Cookville. I mean, we're definitely going to visit Cookville. We're definitely going to visit Cookville before then. Or we need to retire to Cookville. Why don't we just go to Nashville? It's too popular. Too many people there. I mean, if we're going to Nashville, we might as well go to Asheville. Those are like opposite sides. Are they? Yeah. Nashville's over here and Asheville's over here. I saw I saw it on the map of yours. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even have Google Maps on my phone. I will pull it up again. I haven't. Tennessee is a drive through state for me. I've been to Gatlinburg. Been to Pigeon Forge. Okay, Nashville is like the middle of the state versus, I mean, Asheville is closer to Knoxville by far. There's nothing in Knoxville. Well, Knoxville's really close to Pigeon Forge and um, Gatlinburg. I'm usually the one who drives through Tennessee, but it's always on 75. Yeah. We don't, there's nothing, like there's nothing. Well, it's just all hills and there's no there's stuff. there's no rest stops like you no because it's all mountains and stuff you go you're going through the mountains there's no rest stops oh i forgot the spookiest part the first so it wasn't until like we got to bucky's or like 20 miles before bucky's it was so foggy like i could barely see half a mile in front of the car for like the first two hours of our drive and I was like, normally I have landmarks and stuff that I look out for, but like, I don't know where any of that stuff is because it's so foggy. I can't see anything. Okay. We need to go home now. I mean, we're home, but like, we need to go home. We need to go to bed. Okay. That's home. Yeah. So let us um, put a bow on this bonus episode. Red Silo. Brewing These are company. some really good beers and we need to go back here at some point. It definitely is not a day trip because it's a five-hour drive. And you lose an... Well, you gain an hour going there and you lose an hour coming home because central time. Oh, so what's the biggest city nearby? Is it... There is no big city nearby. It is the big city nearby. It's halfway between Nashville and Memphis. It's the big city. So, it's not a big city, but it's the big city. So we could stay in Nashville. It's going to be a two-hour drive to get there. 
Is it worth it though? I mean, probably because Red Silo was really yummy. I'd say maybe like stay in Nashville for like three nights, drive to Cookville, stay in Cookville for a night or two, and then do a home. Because there's plenty of good eats. And we only hit like four different places, three different places. <laughs> what are we going to do except go to Red Silo? There's another brewery. There's hiking. There's shopping. Saw so much shopping. Wish I could have gone shopping. But probably better for my bank account that I didn't. We don't need any more stuff. As evidenced by the our garage. We just need to unpack the garage. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Big bow. Red Silo Brewing's delicious. I would go there again in heartbeat. I might tell my coworkers to bring me back more beer when they go in two weeks. Yeah. If they if they don't look at you funny, do it. We'll see if they have time. Red Silo, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send some people to buy some beer or ship to Ohio. Do you ship to Ohio? You should ship to Ohio. I know it's hard, but make it happen. Make a Buckeye beer. Oh, peanut butter, chocolate. That'd be so good. Or make a chocolate beer and then you can cuvee them and make it Buckeye. Yeah, why has no one done this? I'm sure people do it People do not cuvee beers as much as they should. Like I was thinking with this peanut butter beer, it'd be really good if they had like like a blackberry or like a raspberry beer and you could cuvee the two and make it like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Not cuvee, I'm talking about Buckeye. Definitely more things need to happen with Buckeyes. Especially in Cincinnati. I guess Maybe it's happening in Columbus Maybe. because... Like I've never I seen you, a, but I've never seen a Buckeye beer, you know, chocolate peanut butter stout. You can market it as a Buckeye. Yeah, somebody needs to do that. No one has. I have never seen a Buckeye beer. Somebody make that happen right now. Maybe there are chocolate peanut butter beers. I there's not like a whole whole lot of peanut butter beers though. Oh no, make it happen. Okay, we need to go. Okay. If you like what you hear, um, we are on all the social media platforms. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. At Craft Parenting Podcast. Yes, at Craft Parenting Podcast. Go to our website, craftparentingpodcast.com. That's where the show notes are. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. It's what helps our show grow. Share the show. If you don't like this show, listen to like 10 more. And then decide whether or not you don't like the show. And if you have any complaints about the show, you can send them to at Raging Hop on Twitter. He appreciates that. He really does. I am at Caroline Creates Crafts on Instagram. I'm at Craft Parenting Joe on Instagram. And with that, I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast.
I thought it was quiet when we did that. <laughs> you what? I thought it was quiet when we did that. Because you didn't hit the button. Wow. I hit the button. In post. You'll do it live. I'll do it not live. I'll yeah. do it in post. Yeah. Is it bad that I still quote Bill O'Reilly doing that? <laughs> I still quote a few things from the soup. Even though the soup's not really a thing anymore, I think. Is E entertain is E the E network a thing? Probably. I don't know. It should not be a thing. It should not be a thing, but maybe. That's when the, that's what the soup was on, right? Yep. The Joel McHale show with Joel McHale was pretty good on Netflix, but that's like, it's hard to do that on a streaming platform when you're going off of like what happened in the last week of real life. He did it weekly though. He did. That was like the only, that I think Netflix was starting to do weekly shows Mm -hmm. because they were starting to figure out that people were subscribing monthly for specific shows. And then saying, peace out. Yeah, they they would just watch Stranger Things and then pay for a month. So they started to do weekly, and I, I don't think it worked. So they just continued to drop. But the Season Joel drop. McHale show with Joel McHale. I'm more just like the format of making fun of what happened in TV the last week. <laughs> yeah. Crack his back. I don't know why they didn't. It was basically the community. Yeah. It was the community and the soup mushed together. It was the community soup. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. I thought they got their movie. I don't remember. Possibly. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.